True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. All right, welcome back to the True Multifamily Show. I am really excited about my guest today. I have three guests in one. This is incredible. We have the Five Pillars team, Shelby, Mike, and Dan, all in the house. Hello, guys. How are you? What's up? Hey, thanks for having us. You guys are like my favorite people, my favorite investing people in the world. I'm so excited that you guys are here and, and on the show with me. Uh, so, uh, Shelby, Mike, and Dan, investors in Fayetteville, North Carolina. If you want to read about them and their bios are all up on the website. But guys, tell us a little bit, very briefly, about your portfolio and how you work together. Very briefly. We own a multitude of different multifamilies and also some single families independently. But what we do is we just kind of put our brains together and we all move forward and take different roles and responsibilities and, and acquisitions. And currently we're a little over 40 units um, and we're constantly looking for more. That is awesome. I absolutely love it. So you guys told me you have a story prepared. Let's go. Let's hear it. Let's jump right in. Who's going to start? Who's going to lead it off? So the story, the story started, well, the story started all with Shelby. Shelby kind of was the uh, real estate agent on the ground that really kind of brought us all together. Me and Dan were actually clients of Shelby's way back in the beginning. And then we got licensed and decided to go like Captain America. And with our powers combined, we created the greatest realty team here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Woo! <laughs> but um, the, the story started off with us just doing some long-term um, long buying holds, um, very traditional standard. You know, we went out and we got a 25% down payment from them. Um, we kind of put our brains together to bring money together. And then we close on the property, and that's how it originally got started. And now we're moving forward with Airbnb, which I'll let these two kind of talk about here. Um, but there's been some horror stories involved, and there's been some good stories involved as well. And I think the cool thing about like what the three of us do together is that we've all invested individually before with different partners mm -hmm. before, and we've had a lot of those horror stories, and we've done a bunch of value add and struggled with tenants, that sort of thing. But what we do together is we buy turnkey multi. 
So our struggle has more been maybe finding the finances on the, the front end. But once we've purchased the property, we it's truly turnkey, tenant occupied already, and it's it's been pretty beautiful. So. And since most of it's off market, we've been able to get it, you know, slightly below market, which really helps us out a lot there, um, especially with the cash flow. And I mean, kind of back to what Shelby was talking about with all of us having invested prior to, um, it really helps build a strong team. If you make sure all of your partners aren't just there because they have some money, make sure that they're all bringing something else to the table with it. And it really helps things flow and move, especially if someone has to step out for a minute. Everyone else on that in that partnership can step in and fill that role if need be. Yeah. So the deep dive on our first deal again. Tell me, yeah, tell me about it. Let's go, I, I love it. So first off, real quick before you do that, I love that uh, you three all worked with other people and then you've decided, no, you know what, these, these, this is my team, these are who we wanna work with now. And uh, you know, I see you guys from, from New Jersey even just seeing you guys crushing it down there in North Carolina. So uh, I'm a fan and I'm loving it from far away. So, so let's jump in and tell me a little bit of details about this. So the details, how it uh, started off was, we started skip tracing properties that we wanted. So Shelby actually came across this entire list of multifamily properties here in the local area. And so I started calling them, just going down the list, and then we, we hit across a five unit. It was a Pentaplex. It actually got a name out there, Pentaplex. All right, so, that's a new uh, one for me, I love it. Yeah, I love it, it was, it was awesome. So we sit there, we called the, the, she was an elderly lady, well, well into her 90s, she was very old school. She was slow to move, but she, she said that she was interested in selling the property. Long story short, negotiations took place over the course of like four and a half months. Wow. It was a long, <laughs> a long time. time. She wanted to do everything in person, um, but we finally got her to agree to selling that property. Well, what happened is during that negotiation, she also disclosed that she owns multiple duplexes, single families, so forth and so on. So we went ahead and got 13 units all under contract with the same seller. So that was how we found the deal. Then wow. it was like, how do we structure the deal? Yeah. Right? Um, so we decided to go ahead and do it the right way. We, we established an LLC and we split partnership and we looked at how we're going to raise the funds. Well, we didn't have any money. <laughs> so <laughs> we still don't have any money. I like to say my capital is deployed at the time. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the way I like to phrase it. Yeah. <laughs> so once we got together, we kind of like put what we could for, for money together. But honestly, Dan kind of came and saved the day because his brother is our fourth partner. And awesome. Um, I did not know that. Okay, so so it's the power three and Dan's brother joined you guys as a fourth partner. So are you all equity owners in, in the company? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. and how did you decide who was going to do what? Really? We just kind of just did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just kind of fell into place since Mike did so much commercial and, and everything. He just was already the one talking to the lender um, and kind of helping to structure it. And we were helping with running numbers and just kind of getting everything else lined up. Do you guys find that you step on each other's toes? No. Not at all. All right. So, so all right. Help me understand this because there's no clear <laughs> definition on who's doing what. And you're all type A motivated go-getters, but you're not stepping on each other's toes. Can you explain this a little bit? As all of us are, I feel like something that's really cool about us is we all actually listen to each other and no one feels the need to like, I have to be in charge. Like, we're so good about being like, you got it, cool man. Like, we're, but hey, you need help? I got you. 
So it's, it's a super weird relationship. And the fact that we're together all the freaking time, like every single day, I think that really helps too, because we understand each other really well. And, and on that same note, everybody here has proven themselves one way, shape or form, regard, obviously in real estate, but also in their military careers and everything else. I trust these two with anything. I mean, I can give them the, the deal. I can give them the finances. I know they're going to write the contract correctly. I know that if there's a, you know, uh, uh, obstacle, they're going to address it and need help. So there, it's complete transparency. There's no concerns there. And we also sync all the time. Not only do we just work together, we also have like established at a minimum once a week where we used to call it the business breakfast where we'd like go over to the bungalow and like cook breakfast together and just like talk and be like, we would not cook breakfast. He would cook breakfast. He would, That's breakfast. <laughs> he would cook breakfast. We would eat breakfast. <laughs> Dan, Dan saves a day more way than one. Absolutely. Absolutely. It always took longer than expected, so always. we always started late. But the breakfast was really <laughs> Okay, so tell me about these, these checkpoints that you have. Yeah, like the checks and balances, essentially? Well, uh, yeah, so checks and balances, and Shelby said you guys check in once a week. So oh, what is it that yeah. you guys are talking about, and, and how are you making sure that you're all moving forward without stepping on each other's toes and also maximizing each of your availability and time and strengths to get done what the team needs to get done? Sure. No, I mean, <laughs> we, we usually lay it out. Shelby's a huge list maker, so she is adamant that a list be made of what we're going to speak about before we ever get to the breakfast. So that's super helpful. Shelby always, you know, keeps things moving along. Um, and usually we kind of like knock off a few things um, at the beginning of the meeting and make sure that we deal with like our business things first and then kind of brainstorm next steps. But really, she kind of always brings us back in and Mike and I are the ones that are kind of like out there and she, she more or less reins us back in as, as we go through the list. And, and one thing that's really, really, I guess, powerful or impactful with us is we always keep the end goal in mind. And so when we first partnered up, we created an end goal. Like what, are, what is this all for? And so as we were, you know, implementing these crazy ideas, you remember when uh, we talked about how creative I am, the mm -hmm. office like, yeah, let's, let's do this and let's do that. These two reel me in and they're like, all right, let's go. Where's the end goal? And is this step going to help us towards the end goal? And I think that's really the most important aspect of the sinking and again I feel like the thing that we needed to talk about most and things that we did talk about most was just purely the acquisition in regards to the financing like mm -hmm. where are we at because we don't always check in with each other we tend to commit and then be like oh yeah how are we gonna yeah. pay for this so our <laughs> weekly, <laughs> weekly check-ins are a lot of times like yo where are you at with your part of the money you know who needs to bring more to the you know, table kind of balance like that and what timeline are we at in regards to the loan what hidden costs did we discover this week yes which was really fun and that was that was a big lesson learned for us throughout the process of that first deal is just truly understanding what the costs were to expect in regards to a bigger purchase because we're so used to the residential we mm -hmm. know that but it's, it's, it's a different game mm -hmm. You definitely, you definitely feel it more when you're doing it, you know, when, when you're working yeah. with the clients. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. The, and, and with multifamily, the numbers are all bigger and, and the stakes are higher. And, um, and speaking numbers, uh, the other thing that I really like with working with these two is that we all pretty much assess property the same way. So as we're running through our numbers, it's more a lot of head nodding and like, you know, agreements um, pretty much to get to the, the end product and figure out what it is rather than you know, an argument along the way about how we should run our numbers or you know, what do we want to predict vacancy or what do we want to predict CapEx at. 
Um, so that really makes that piece a lot easier as well. We're able to go through our calculators much, much faster like that, even with all three of us present. Okay. Um, so tell me, tell me what each of you is good at and like, what do each of you uniquely bring to the team? This is so funny because we recently started talking about being consultants on the mm -hmm. in the back end, maybe a year or two from now. And the way that we divided it um, based on what we're good at is, so I'm systems uh, efficiency, how to streamline processes and document those processes. Mike, you're more of the L. Do you want to talk? Yeah, well, it'd be more of like the, uh, <laughs> I guess, the legal structuring of it. So we're looking at entities. We're looking at some of the uh, financial obligations, uh, tax liabilities, and basically how to structure and how to optimize all aspects of, of those parts of the business. And then Dan would be the numbers man, yeah? Yeah, so pretty much I do a lot of numbers and also more now that we're over into uh, back again single family, like finding uh, properties to acquire would be another big one that, that I help with just with like the wholesale network or just different little search patterns that I put together on the, uh, the active MLS. Oh, that's great. Um, what do you think that your team is missing right now? Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, any, are there, let me rephrase. Are there any uh, <laughs> strengths or responsibilities or things that tend to fall through the cracks? Um, like where else do you see a, a support need or, or um, a need for your team? What I would say is I don't think there's a true need, but there's one thing that I would really as we grow, we know how to leverage very well, but as we grow, I would love to bring things in-house. So for example, contracting and rehab, I'd love to bring that in-house. Um, bookkeeping, tax, I'd love to bring that in-house. Um, we've leveraged, we have third-party members that do all of these things, property management, another one in-house. But uh, I think between the three of us, we're very capable of just overseeing the, the whole picture and then identifying what third party, you know, piece that we want to implement to, to really maximize that, that strategy. Sure. Yeah. All right. You guys are, uh, I love it because you're so prepared and you guys all, I know that you're all talking about this all the time anyway. So it's like just another conversation that you're, you have to be having. Um, so let's, Let's talk about some growing pains. You know, as you guys were, were getting together, forming up your, your big Voltron uh, five-pillar team, um, tell, me, tell, me, tell me something. Tell, give me something. Give the audience something juicy that they can learn about how, if I'm going to bring on some partners, um, any mistakes you might have made or, or things that got you hung up that maybe slowed down some of your progress that, that our audience can, can learn from. Yes. So I'm going to talk about the financing piece because that one hurt Please. us probably – the most. Okay. Um, so as we structured the LLC, we realized that anybody that had that retained over 20, 25%, they all had to be personal guarantors on the actual loan. So if those individuals had, you know, maybe shaky credit or maybe their financial history wasn't the best, it would actually result in higher interest rates or, you know, maybe a, a higher down payment. Maybe we didn't qualify. We just missed for the 20%. We had to go for the 25% down. Um, that was something that when we started our underwriting and analyzing the properties, we were like, all right, yeah, you know, 25% down, maybe an extra 10,000 for closing. We're good. Wrong. Right. What we quickly found out is, um, uh, so, so Joe Fairless also says this as well. He was like, when you're underwriting your deals, you want to account for 30 to 35% of the purchase uh, price 
for all of your appraisals, your inspections, all those other contingencies along with the down payment. And that's what we quickly found out to be one of our, our biggest hurdles. Um, so, so now everything we do, regardless, whether I don't care if it's single family, multi-family, um, we're always going to underwrite it at 35% down as, as the capital that we need to have on hand in order to move forward to close on the deal. Absolutely. And uh, that, that 20% uh, thing is, is the same whether you're looking at a $500,000 property or a $5 million property. If you're going to have 20% uh, ownership, the bank's going to be all over you. And they, I call it a financialectomy. And yep. they want to, you know, they, they need to know everything and anything that, that you've done. Uh, so that's Absolutely. Good. So, yeah. Well, I was going to say, so in regards to partnering with people, my lesson, this is, these ones aren't my lessons learned. Like this is the end state. We, we, we know, we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been in partnerships before <laughs> and I learned a lot through those. And what I've learned truly, it's, it's more about the people. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, you can have your roles and responsibilities documented, you can have everything, you know, but it can still be a terribly painful process with the wrong people. So it's just making sure that you understand not only the, the type of people that you trust in business, that you also want to spend time with who think like you, you guys can travel quickly in the same direction. Those things are so much more important than I think most people realize. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree there. And I have one more growing pain. I want to hear it. We Later. are, we're like three peas in a pot, but we definitely have different views on things at times. And I think one of the growing pains, now we all, we all uh, are very uh, amicable. And so we get along very well, but um, there's been times where, you know, we were like, we should take this direction. Somebody else felt like we should take this direction or whatever the case may be. Um, but ultimately that I consider that a growing pain because you always have to consider your partner's points of view. Uh, you know, what their end goal is or what their intent is. And you just kind of have to sit down, come to an agreement and then, and then refocus, you know, and make sure that we're all going in the same direction. It was a slight growing pain, but I mean, ultimately that's just part of business in general. Something that I think that we do really well is, I don't know if you've read the book Crucial Conversations, we're reading it right now from book club, but no. they're, like, they're like talking about how you can get across your point without making the person defensive or making them feel unsafe and all these things. And I just think about our conversations and he's totally right. There has been times where we've thought differently, but the way that we speak to each other is always so open and doesn't put anyone on the defensive. So it really allows for, for good communication. You just slipped something in there. You slipped something in there really quick, which I think is an interesting leads into an interesting team dynamic. Tell me about book club. <laughs> so five pillars it's not just us there's lots of pillars running around um what we found is since the three of us kind of built this uh from the ground up we read we self do tons of self-development we do miracle morning we do all these things and the bigger your group expands it kind of seems like each level gets a little more depleted. and so what we found is if we every two months we pick a new book that we think that you know people would benefit from and as a team we read that book over two months and then we get together and we spend 30 minutes discussing it and then the rest of the time like barbecuing or hanging out or whatever in our next book club which will happen next week will be in Costa Rica for a team. Ooh. Oh yeah <laughs> so that's another interesting team dynamic which you were telling me about when we were at our conference in, in Dallas together is you're taking the team to Costa Rica can you talk about this briefly? 
Uh, yeah, it totally happened uh, on a win. So last year, it was in February, I guess it was still this year, when we went to uh, Miami for GrowthCon with yep. Grant Cardone, and that was like our first team trip. And some of the OGs were talking about how great that was. And uh, then the new guys were like, well, we want to go on a team trip. And out of nowhere came Costa Rica. And again, we do this thing where we're like, hell yeah, let's do it. But we're not the type who's going to say yes and then not do it. Yeah. So <laughs> we committed. We committed. Absolutely. We're going yeah. We have 16 people going to Costa Rica on Wednesday. Yeah, I remember I came back from a showing and they were just like, hey, we're going to Costa Rica. I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, being on this end of it, we have to always, you know, correlate it to a, a, a message, right, to the team. Mm -hmm. And we're always just trying to make sure that we show them that, you know, we, we appreciate all their hard work. And, and this is a benefit of, um, you know, when we all work hard, when we all reach some of our milestones and goals as a team, this is what we get for. It really bonds us. Yeah. You know, there's something about going through an airport with people. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, so what I'm hearing from you guys about team building, which is, is really awesome, is constant communication. You guys are talking all day, every day, but then you're also setting aside time for that weekly check-in to make sure that all this activity that we're, we're doing and all this, this, in, um, this generating activity, the, the things that you're doing, the meetings that you're having, the properties you're looking at, the money you're trying to raise is all heading in the right direction that everyone agrees on. Uh, and then you're also doing this awesome thing with self-development where you're sharing your love of books and knowledge and education to get the rest of the team, not only your leadership team, but the, the folks that are under you to think the way that you do so that they can grow to be one of the, the pillars uh, in, in the coming years. And then you're also making time for some, some offsite activities, team building. Costa Rica is just like an incredible example of a great team trip. Uh, and, and it's all resulting in uh, probably one of the strongest teams I've seen, uh, especially, you know, Dan is like crushing it every single month with setting new records and uh, of sales. And uh, you guys are just really, really doing awesome. And so, so tell me a little bit about the, the plans moving forward. What are your, what are some of your goals? Oh, and that's the other thing, by the way, is what Mike said in the beginning. You all set a goal. You have a common goal that you're all working towards. And I think for me, that's one of the most important things is that you're all doing all this activity, but you're heading towards the same direction. For, for I was going to say, yeah, talk about the financial check-in. Yeah. yeah, well, I was just going to say, so it started with a conversation about our why and like, you know, what do we really want and why are we even busting our asses every day type of thing. And we kind of ended with the amount of passive income that we were hoping to get so that way we can do whatever is different for each of us. But we set a passive income goal of January of 2021. And so to each of us, I think it's about the same actually, our number, it's very close. Um, and that that's what we're working towards for the investment side is for all three of us to be exactly where we want to be and not have money dictate our lives, our time, or what we do, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. My, mine is a world domination. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less from you. Yeah, yeah, just like a white flag up everywhere. Um, no, but, but as we're growing, um, one of the biggest things that we all kind of take pride in is how we develop our team members as well. Um, we want to make sure that they're obviously competent um, real estate agents, but competent investors. So much, in fact, that they can build the type of lifestyle that they want to create. Uh, because we know, you know, Jim Rohn said it, you know, you can get anything in life as long as you help many other people get what they want. You know, I'm not to mess that up. You know, you know the Close enough. 
<laughs> um, so that that's also something else that as we move forward towards our goal, we want to make sure that we're bringing you know the right the right people along. And uh, I mean, I would say our, our our next micro goal and our progression towards that goal right now is uh, going to be realized through Airbnb. Our, we're we're trying to get ten Airbnbs up and running by December thirty first, um, and then we'd like to very quickly do another five in January. So that's that's our current goals. That's what we're we're pushing for right now. On that same that. note, we made that we made that goal like what three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. We now have eight Airbnbs. <laughs> <laughs> Just all right well that is that is another conversation for another day i want to hear yeah, all yeah, about yeah, yeah. i want to hear all about the airbnbs for sure um, all right guys if you enjoyed this interview please check out the five pillars realty team uh what is the the url or the best way to find you guys on instagram or facebook at five pillars realty group and then also on bigger pockets you can find any of us so and all their social web links are all going to be on the site on each of their bios. So please check them out. Guys, thank you so much. Love having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community. And you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.